0: thanks for watching this episode of turning to him I invite you to just take a few seconds right now at the beginning and subscribe to this channel so that you can get more videos like this in your feed thanks again hello everybody thanks for watching this episode of turning to him my name is Zach Batty and I am here with Amber Malone Amber, how are you doing?
1: Hi, I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. How are you?
0: I'm doing very well. Thanks. And thanks for taking the time out of your schedule to do this.
1: Of course, I'm happy. Happy to be here.
0: Well, good. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you want, the experience that you wanted to share today.
1: Sure. Of course. Um, I am 39. I'm married. Uh, I have two dogs. Um I was born and raised in Ogden, Utah, um, raised in the LDS church. Um, and so the experience that, that I would like to share today, I actually um, left the church in, around 2013, um, not formally, but just became inactive. Um, and then the experiences that came from leaving Um, and going through some really devastating personal, um, challenges. Um, I, I, so that's, that's pretty much what I'd like to share. And then, um, don't worry. My story has a really happy ending. Um, so just stick with me. Um, and, uh, and that, that's what I'd like to share today, if that's okay.
0: Great. That sounds fantastic. Um, okay. So give us, you said you, you became inactive in 2013, right?
2: That's correct.
0: Okay. So tell us like what's going on in your life in 2010, kind of through 2013.
1: Um, you know, it was just a lot of doubt, a lot of, um, stress and challenges. And then it just seemed like the world and all of these voices just, um, started leading me one step at a time um, away from God, away from Christ, away from the church. And, um, that's kind of, that's kind of what was going on and it just got worse and worse and worse. Um, and, you know, I was, I was actually thinking about this the other day that, um, when our heavenly father gives us instruction, um, it's, It's line upon line. That wisdom comes to us line upon line, precept upon precept. Um, But on the other side, when Satan wants to deceive us um, and has this plan against us, that instruction, that deception comes lie upon lie. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what he did to me. It was lie upon lie upon lie. Um, and so I was listening to the wrong voices, um, these temptations, this feeling like, you know, you don't belong here. You don't belong in this church. These people, they don't like you. Um, they think they're better than you and they don't know what you're going through. Um, and you don't fit in, um, you know, this isn't your truth instead of like, what's the truth? Um, it's your truth. What's your truth? What's your own truth? Um, and that's not really the way that things are. Um, and so that was kind of the beginning of it. Um, did you, did you have any questions about, about that or?
0: Sure. So, um, 2013, are you living at home at this time? Are you living in your parents' home?
1: Uh, No, I was, I actually got married in 2013. And so it was just kind of, you know, my husband was kind of feeling the same way. And I believe there was, I think there were a lot of people that were walking away. It seemed like there were a lot of people walking away from the church around that time. Um, Not that I wanted to jump on the bandwagon or anything, but um, it was always just this feeling of You know, maybe there's something else. Maybe there's another way to live. Maybe, you know, and then it became more selfish. Like, oh, I want an extra day off during the week. And I want 10% more of my income back. And I want to drink what I want. And I want to do what I want. and, And I think that that's okay for me. And that's going to be okay. You know, and I don't even know if God exists, if Christ exists, um, you know, and it, it really got to the point where, um, I started thinking, why, why would I have anyone die for me? Why would I want that? I don't want that. I wouldn't want to cause somebody else pain. Um, and I mean, as ludicrous as that is, you know, like that was my mindset. Um, and so it just kept progressing. And then um what happened was in 2016, my husband um actually got he was in an accident. Um and he re- he had a, a traumatic brain injury. Um and it was beyond devastating to me. Um, and he, I don't know if you're familiar with traumatic brain injuries, but they can actually change the personality, um, of the person. And so I found myself sitting across from someone that I would known for nine years and I didn't recognize him. And um there were just so many challenges involved with that and he was in so much pain um he was in bed i would say 90 95% of the day
2: yeah.
1: um and he wasn't able to work and so that responsibility of taking care of us fell upon me um and it was just i was in such despair um depression um, and now that I had let go of, of my support system of our heavenly father in Jesus Christ, um, I didn't, I didn't know where else to turn. I didn't know where to go. Um, and so that is when I started um, researching all these other methods, all these other um, ways of enlightenment um, and just, you know, from things that seemed a little normal to things that were just downright bizarre. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So there's that.
0: <laughs> Which I mean, I think is someone can easily understand where you're coming from when, I mean, your life has fallen apart now. Absolutely. And everybody needs help. Yeah. And so you can't blame somebody for looking around and saying, okay, look. What I've got right now isn't getting the job done. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I need to find other stuff. And so you, you start looking around. I mean, that's totally understandable.
1: Right, right. Yeah.
0: What happens from there?
1: Um, so I, before before I really get into the, the heart of the new age and everything, I just wanted to um, kind of preface it um, that I will try to, uh, approach it with love. <laughs> um, there's a lot of great people. I met so many kind people, really nice people um, that were just wanting to help. Um, and so I, I I just want everybody to know I'm not like on a witch hunt or anything like that. I I take responsibility for my own actions. Um, but like Paul says in Ephesians, um, we need to speak the truth in love. And mm-hmm. so that's that's what I'm trying to do. Um, but at the same time, I do want it to be clear, um, that there was a lot of deception and that these methods, um, are not okay by any means. And they cause a great deal of spiritual harm and damage to anyone who chooses to um, participate in them. Um, so that being said, uh, so the brain injury happened, um, and I had no idea about traumatic brain injuries. Um, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to see. Um, I didn't know how to help him, and and then me being isolated, um, you know, I, it was just really difficult. And so I started um, reaching out to some different friends that were involved in the new age. Um, there were some that were psychic mediums. They were channeling. Um, tarot cards and doing tarot cards and crystals and Reiki and energy healing. Reiki is a form of energy healing, um, and very, very destructive. Um, and it, but it, it is played off as something that would be helpful, but it's actually very hurtful, very harmful. Um, and I know that because I was involved in it, I experienced those side effects, um, Another, another thing that was against me was with me not even believing in Christ anymore and not, um, believing in God, uh, and not praying, not reading my scriptures, my armor of God completely gone. Um, and I just want to testify that the armor of God is real. Absolutely. 100% real. Excuse me. And, um, I learned the hard way that, you know, when I needed that protection, I had let that go. I had willingly just let that go. Something that I had worked my whole life, you know, to keep something that we all as Christians, as believers work so hard to keep. Um, I had just let it go. Like it was nothing. And it was the most, one of the most valuable, I would say it's one of the most valuable things that you can have, um, other than your testimony of Christ is, is the armor of God. And, and yeah, that was gone. Um, and so that when I started doing all of these practices in desperation, um, just trying to find answers, um, then it was just a spiritual, um, onslaught of demonic oppression. Um, And it was one of the hardest things I've dealt with in my life. And, um, but, you know, I, I made it through, um, and I'll, and I'll get to, to the good part in a little bit, but, um, let's see, we were talking about my husband's injury and did you, did you have any questions about any of that?
0: Yeah. I just had a question about you know i think um a lot of times when someone loses uh, their testimony of the church they still very much focus on okay the the physical world and you know i if i can't see it touch it taste it then it doesn't exist and things like that what do you think it sounds like you are still drawn to to the idea that there are things bigger than this life there are things bigger than this temporal life so what do you know or what made you think to continue down that path but that just wasn't found in the church of jesus christ latter day saints
1: um yeah i you know i'd always been um fascinated um with some of the new age and i think that's what drew me eventually to that mm-hmm. um but yes i did i did believe that there was something bigger um I actually believe that it was
2: bigger than the church. Mm -hmm. And
1: um it and that that's what drew me in. Um but it's really the the way that the new age um kind of turns things around um is they they tend to downgrade things. So, um, let me, hopefully I can explain this well. Um, so like say with Jesus Christ, they, they don't believe that, or I, I shouldn't say they, but the movement, um, usually doesn't believe that he is the savior of the world, that he is the son of God, that he died for us, that he performed the atonement, um, and they downgrade his divinity um, to what is called an ascended master. Um, mm-hmm. They just say that he, you know, he must have been an enlightened person. Um, he preached love, compassion, kindness, caring for others, especially downtrodden poor. Um, but they don't really accept that he performed miracles um, or that he was a son of God. Um, so it was that downgraded divinity of that. And then also God turns into source. So they call him source or the universe. And then it is people, people end up worshiping the creation instead of the creator. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of what happens with that. And so I was, I was drawn into that thinking, okay, well, if the church isn't right, then, you know, then the universe is right. You know, the source is right. You know, they, you know, whoever created all of this, you know, knows me knows I need help that I'm in this situation. And the universe, the universe is going to help me, and it's going to take care of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that. That's interesting. Okay, so, so you start getting into the New Age movement, and we left off with you saying it was from. Well, I'm. I'm I don't want to use words that you didn't word say. No, I think you're fine. From the beginning, it was demonic oppression. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Talk to me about that.
1: Okay. Um, so I started once the accident happened and I was alone, um, most of the time, most of the day when I wasn't at work, um, I was introduced to, um, a form of channeling. Um, and so I had all of these questions, you know, why did this happen to me? Why am I going through this? Where did I come from? What's my purpose? Um, just basically my whole sense of self was shattered um because my identity was no longer in christ um it was you know it was gone, and so I'm trying to rebuild and and so little did I know that this channeling that it was introduced to me by a friend that I'd met in the in the new age movement um I thought that I was channeling spirit guides, you know, benevolent, kind guardian angels, if you will, or spirit guides, spirits that were assigned to me, um, to help me answer my questions, things like that. Um, but they were not, they, they portrayed that they were, they portrayed that they were benevolent, but like, um, you know, that deception came in and, um, it turned out to be, you know, it it had devastating consequences for me physically and spiritually, mentally, emotionally, every aspect of my life was affected by this channeling. And so every time that I would channel, every time that I would start writing, um, my questions and their answers, and I opened myself up to this, um, it, allowed for them to take complete control over me and um it was it was awful I would not wish the
2: consequences of my choices on anyone absolutely not
0: Mm. wow you know I I think um the adversary would have us believe that he doesn't exist the adversary would believe that or would have us believe that, um, well, anything but the truth. Yeah. And so I, I think there are probably a lot of people out there who maybe like you earlier on, or maybe, maybe not like you, I'm not sure, but who think, Hey, look, dabbling in this kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's harmless. And look, if it's, if it's just a scamster who's got a fake crystal ball and that kind of stuff, hey, well, it's a carnival game. It's fun. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. Just buy the Ouija board from Warner Brothers, or not Warner Brothers, from Parker yeah.
1: Brothers. It's, crazy. it's fun. No, I really think it was yeah. from Warner Brothers. Like, that's the crazy thing. It was like a a prominent yeah. company that oh, created yeah. and distributed those, like in America. So, yeah.
0: But uh, true, oh, they, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. The truth is, there is an adversary. There is the the devil is real. And he has power. Yeah. And if we give him power and his servants power, mm-hmm. we will feel that.
1: Yeah.
0: I think Yeah, I think to pretend other, you know, like you kind of said at the beginning, we don't like to talk about this a lot, and yeah. I don't know that it needs to be talked about appropriately, and we certainly don't need to dwell on it and things like that. Right. Right. But we do need to be. We do need to be aware that this is a real thing. And it's not just yeah. a harmless little, I'm going to go down and have my palm red because it's kind of fun. And I get little goosebumps when it happens. Like, right. no, that, you should avoid that. That is not healthy. That's not, it's not spiritually healthy.
1: Uh, yeah. And I, I totally agree. You totally had the nail on the head when you said that the, um, adversary likes, likes us to believe that he doesn't exist. And that was part of the reason why I thought it was okay to get into New Age,
0: sure.
1: because you know it is very common for people in that belief to say Satan doesn't exist. Right, you're fine. You can do whatever you want. You know, there's no consequence to these actions. Um, and yeah, he it he it, they said, oh, that's just made up. That that's an old wives' tale. Mm-hmm. to control the population, you know, evil, evil doesn't exist. And, um, which, you know, as what I go ahead.
0: Which is the same argument that we make towards religion. Look, it's yeah. just oh, we, all yeah. we've outgrown that we're smarter than that. We don't need mm-hmm. that. No, that's not true. It's very real on both sides.
1: Yeah, it is. It's absolutely 100% real spiritual warfare, hundred percent real. Um, and you know, the, I look back on my life before this happened. Um, and I can tell the moments when, when warfare was strong, um, this has given me a different perspective on things. Um, you know, you hear, I was, I was thinking about this the other night. Um, you hear of stories where people, you know, elder sisters planning to go to the temple, planning to go on a mission, And it's like the gates of hell open up and everything goes wrong. Anything under the sun that could go wrong will go wrong to try and prevent them from doing what the Lord has asked them to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard of missionaries having nights in the MTC where they couldn't sleep because it was like every single bad thing that they had ever done was replayed over and over in their heads, um, to try and get them distracted, make them feel guilty. Like you're not worthy to be here. Who are you to, um, spread the gospel. Um, and that is also spiritual warfare in a very real sense. Um, and so that's, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it's, and you said, it's absolutely a hundred percent real.
0: Okay. So you find yourself in this situation at, at what point do you start saying, unless I'm fast forwarding over parts that you No, you're fine. At at what point do you start saying, I don't know that this is right for me?
1: Yeah, that, that's a very good question. It was actually my husband. Um, I had been channeling for, I want to say eight months. Um, and so, and it was a lot, it was notebooks and notebooks and notebooks of pretty much useless information. Um, a lot of, uh, most of it was fear-based, um, Mm -hmm. telling me this person's going to pass away. This person's going to get sick, things like that. Um, none of those happened, by the way, it was all a lie. Mm -hmm. Um, anything they could use to get me to just keep going, Mm -hmm. to keep taking the bait they would use. Um, so getting to that point where I was like, I don't, I don't know um, if this is if, you know, am I doing the right thing? Is this real? Like what? Um, yeah, with with my husband, he um there was just one night in particular that the oppression was so bad. Um and I was crying most every day um, just because I couldn't handle it and the um, what I had let into myself was just so overwhelming. Um, and he, let's see. So that, that one night in particular, um, I think it was like two or three in the morning and I couldn't stop crying. And my husband was just like, you know, Amber, I don't, think that you're talking to who you think you're talking to um you know they would lie to me and tell me oh i'm your grandmother you know that's past i'm this friend that's past a friend of the family um you know and this is embarrassing to me that i believed it um but you know they had details about relationships that i'd had things like that and they they just knew how to get me and um And I did believe it for a while, but when it came to that point, I, with my husband approaching me about it, um, he, he was, yeah, he was just like, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is the right thing. I don't think that you're doing the right thing. Like, I love you, but this needs to stop.
0: Okay. I mean, you have two major things going on in your life. Number one, you've got this, this new age movement that you're wrestling with. And number Mm -hmm. two, you've got a husband with a a traumatic brain injury,
2: right? Yeah. So
0: this is now eight months after the accident. Is he Mm -hmm. starting to, I mean, you said originally after he was spending 95% of the day in bed, is that starting to improve at all? Is his health improving? How's that, how's that working?
1: it it wasn't improving and we were still, um, trying to find the right doctors for him, the right medication. Um, we got the runaround a lot, um, because on the outside he looked fine, but on the inside, um, he just could not do the things that he used to do. Um, and so that, that didn't get better until, um, probably just like a year ago. (laughs) Um, yeah, but, uh, so yeah, he approached me about that suggested like, "Hey, I don't think this is right. Like there's this horrible feeling in our home. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm not bringing it in, so I think you're the one bringing it in." Um and, you know, weird things, demonic things were happening in our home that shouldn't be happening in a normal home. Um just consequences. Of what I had brought in and them trying to prove to me, you know, trying to show off basically like, yeah, believe this. This is fine. Look what we can do. You know, we can. We can prove to you that, you know, we're powerful and that this is OK.
0: Yeah. And I think as people were attracted to power, you know, I mean, even you, you look at when Christ came, they thought he was going to overthrow the Romans. They weren't a powerful disruptor. I mean, that's the reason. One of the reasons why it's so hard, I think, why people get deceived and off the path, is because the ultimate power of God is by patience and long suffering and gentleness and meekness, and it's slow but unmatchable power. There are occasional flashes of light and bangs and Nephi breaking the bands and things like that. That happens, but that is rare. And so I think. If the adversary is willing to say, "Hey, you want a show? I'll put on a show," it's easy for us to get drawn into that.
1: Absolutely, and that I love that you said that. That was so well spoken. Um, it is. It is a slow process with God. Um, it is something that we build he, that He builds with us, line upon line upon line. It is not instantaneous results. It is having faith
2: mm-hmm. in
1: his will. And that is something that I didn't have. I didn't have that faith. I had to know that my husband was going to get better, that this situation was going to be resolved. And it was not thy will be done. It was my will be done. And, you know, that's why I went to all these places and these people and asking them, when is he going to get better? You need to tell me When he is going to get better? Because I can't handle this. I can't deal with this. I can't do this. Whereas in Christianity, in believing in God, it is Father, Your will be done, even if you don't take this from me. Even if I suffer, or I watch my spouse suffer, or children suffer, or whoever. Even if you don't, you are still good to me and I still love you because you are my father.
0: Yeah. And that is hard. That is hard to do. And that's part of the growing, refining process of us turning to him.
2: Absolutely. Just like your podcast.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, so your husband has this conversation with you and says, I don't know that this is a good thing. Where do, where do you go from there?
1: From that point, I think I probably stayed up all night, just sitting on my living room floor going, oh my goodness, what have I done? Um, What is going to happen to me? What, what do I do now? Um, I think I've really, really messed up my life. Um, And. Some I I talked to some friends and some family, um, some friends that had experienced some spiritual warfare on their own, and um, they all suggested that I get a blessing. Um, and so, I wasn't reluctant about it, but I I was just so confused, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't know what to do, and I didn't know where to turn, and so I was just like, you know what? Okay, okay, I can swallow a little bit of my pride. I can realize that I have made some horrendous mistakes and um I can get a blessing, you know, it can't hurt. That's basically how I felt like it cannot hurt. Um, and so I went uh to my parents' house and they had some family and friends come over and explain what was going on. Um And I, they gave me a blessing and it was beautiful. Um, You know, it, it explained that, you know, God loved me and that he cared about me. He knew what I was going through. Um, But also that this battle that I was fighting was not over.
2: Mm. It
1: was not over by any means. And um, that I had to accept his will and his timing and um and that was basically it so it it was I don't know if you've ever had a hang in there
2: blessing <laughs> so that's it was a, it was a
1: hang like we love you but hang in there uh,
2: um <laughs> <laughs> so that and I don't get me wrong I was very grateful for it yes. but you know, it wasn't like
0: well yeah oftentimes that's the answer oftentimes that's yeah. the answer. like hey yeah, I'm with you, but you still have a long road to walk.
1: Yeah, yeah. and and yeah, it's his timing and his will. And so I was a little disappointed <laughs> <laughs> that um, everything that I'd done to myself wasn't miraculously taken away, but it gave me, I think, a goal. It started me on the right path. It was that light of Christ that was slowly permeating my brain and my spirit to turn, to change, to let this go, let all of this fear go and start believing again. Um, and so from that point, I would say the blessing probably took, if I had to put a percentage about it, it probably took 25% off of the, the demonic oppression that I'd allowed into my soul but they were still fighting me every single day. They were still attached to me. Um, I still felt them moving and it, it, it's just, it was awful. Um, and they, they made my food taste bad. Um, I, it was a war. It was a war for my soul to get that back. It was a war for my body because Satan comes to rebuke, kill. I mean, not rebuke, but kill, steal and destroy. Um, and so they were trying to destroy me. They were not quiet about it. Um, and it just, yeah, it was, it was a battle. It was a battle every single day. I think I ultimately, I think I lost about 10 pounds during that time because I just, I could not eat. I could not focus. Um, I was crying every single day. Um, and I was trying to hold down a job at the same time. And that was almost impossible. Um, and, you know, it's really hard to explain to your coworkers, like your coworkers know something's like, Amber's not right. Okay. So I don't know what's going on, but she's not right. But it was, um, it wasn't something that I openly, was like, Hey, you know, it's not something I could openly tell my friends that didn't, you know, people don't really understand what, what you're going through with something like this, because it's so out there. It's so bizarre. Um, a lot of people don't want to talk about it, which I completely understand. It's scary. It is very scary. Um, but at the same time I did lucky enough, I did have some very close friends that had been through, um, some similar battles and, um, they, you know i i know they were placed in my life because god was gracious and they encouraged me to keep going and keep fighting
0: oh that is so fantastic because you're right it just seems like this isn't in, in our culture and i mm-hmm. would i would say in the north american culture i, I don't know if that's 100% true but i'll say in the north american culture this isn't a mainstream struggle that people talk about you know you talk about hey man i struggled with alcoholism for 20 years mm-hmm. right had a pornography addiction or my marriage was right. like, when right. you talk about that, people say, Oh, okay. Yeah. i I support you. I'm with you. We don't really talk about, I like, I've never heard the phrase, but the spiritual warfare or, uh, you know, yeah. phrase that way. we don't really talk about that much. Um, so I, yeah. I, I'm so glad that there are people in your life that could kind of help and say, Hey, you know what? i yeah, I know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, I was, I was
1: really, really blessed in that regard because, you know, you're right. People don't talk about it and I wish that they would, I wish that they could vocalize what they're going through, not to glamorize it or, you know, bring unneeded attention to it by any means, but to, um, just inform and educate, you know, um, and so I I wish that that conversation was a little more, um, in our faces, a little, a little more present. That's probably a better word, a little more present, um, just because it is so real. And, um, we, if we are able to more prepare ourselves to better prepare ourselves for these spiritual battles, I mean, why not talk about it a little bit, um, just to help us out. And Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I, I have, um, on, on my, my dad's side of the family, uh, I have two uncles that they're, they're no longer state presidents, but they were state presidents at the time. And my parents reached out to them, told them what was going on. And, um, they were so kind and just offered, Advice and that sage wisdom
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, of what I could do to help myself in this situation, um, and to to make things a little bit a little bit better. Um, also, they helped with like relieving a little bit of the guilt because I felt so incredibly guilty for the things that I had done. Um, and I had one uncle explain to me. Um, you know, Satan will do, he will, he will tell you a thousand truths to get you to believe just one lie, one lie. And so that really helped me to kind of be like, okay, you know what, you messed up royally, but you know, it happens and, um, you've got to forgive yourself eventually and move on from this.
0: Yeah you know and one of the things that that keeps coming to my mind about this is and i don't i don't want to make it not personal because every experience is very personal or, or personal but if you were to remove uh spiritual warfare from this conversation and replace it with um i struggled with alcoholism or right. something like that the process yes. is the same maybe there's there's a curiosity There's trying to Mm -hmm. solve a problem. There's Mm -hmm. turning to, there's turning away from Christ to solve a problem. Yep. There's a point at which you say, I mean, what you said, Rockman was, what have I done? And I think all of us, because all of us have sinned, all of us at some point find ourselves in the middle of the floor, sitting there crying, saying, What have I done? And so yes. if, if your struggle is spiritual, where, well, spiritual warfare, if your struggle is infidelity, if your struggle is whatever, whatever it is, the, the yes. path is the same. The process is the same. Turn to the Savior, get your team assembled, and start yes. slowly walking up the mountain and take advantage of the atonement. That's yes. what I love about this.
2: Yeah.
1: I love that. I love that you said that. That's amazing. Um, it's so true. Um, yeah, with, with any battle, any battle that we face, um, that, that repentance process, um, and, and returning, turning to him, um, that's the start. Um, and so through, throughout those, I think it was probably, I can't remember if it was two or three weeks. It's all kind of a blur, um, because it was so difficult and so challenging that every day was just like survival mode. Um, you know, trying to make it through each day, um, and just keep going. Um, and I hadn't started praying yet. I felt so bad. Um, about what I had done, like I said before. And so I hadn't really started building on that. Um, uh, I felt like maybe I couldn't ask God for help. Um, because some of the things that I had done, I mean, probably some of them were blasphemous, you know? And I mean, downgrading Christ's divinity, like, are you kidding me? You know, from, from what I know now, like, I felt horrible um, about that and um and so I felt like gosh I can't I don't know if I can ask for help and you know is God mad at me? Um you know what I I didn't know what to do. Um but there was another night um after those two weeks that it had gotten so bad um, again, that I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like, I don't know if I can do this. I had thoughts about ending my life. Um, which, I mean, obviously that's from the adversary, Mm -hmm. um, thoughts of you've messed up so badly. You're never coming back. You're never coming back from this. Mm -hmm. You will never have a normal life again. You, um will never be forgiven. I mean, all of this narrative, these narratives from the adversary and his workers, um, just going through my head, going through my head. And it was probably um two in the morning. I was laying in bed and um uh, my husband, I told him like, I'm having a really hard time. Um, you know, and he he prayed for me and because I didn't feel strong enough to pray on my own. Um, and he fell asleep, you know, he just said, just hang in there. You know, God said it'll, it'll work out. Just hang in there and, um, try and get some sleep. And I said, okay. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it was just anxiety. The most anxiety I've ever felt in my entire life. Um, demonic oppression, Um, it was palpable, um, in my room, it was overwhelming, unbelievable, horrific. Um, and I was just crying. I was just crying, like quietly crying to myself, laying in my bed. And I felt like, okay, you need to reach out for help. You, you need to ask for help. And so I, I don't know who I was going, planning on talking to, but, um, excuse me. I just said, I just whispered because I didn't want to wake my husband up. Um, I whispered someone, please
2: help me. And nothing happened. And I thought, well, you know, maybe this is stupid. Maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't say anything. Um, and And I thought, no, I'm going to try it again. And I said, someone please help me. Please help me. And nothing happened. And then I felt prompted um, to call out for Christ. And I said, in this little tiny leap of faith, I said, Jesus, Jesus please help me and in that moment in that one moment my entire life changed and the room lit up in this beautiful white light and i knew
1: in my heart in my mind in my soul every cell of my
2: previously non-believing body for witness that I was in the presence of the son of God and I didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve that experience,
1: but I will be grateful for it for the rest of my life because
2: it changed who I was as a person. And I knew that he was there with me. He knew my name. He knew who I was. And he in that one moment, he gave me his peace and he took away every demonic entity that I had allowed into myself. He gave me confidence that I would make it through this experience. And it was it was the most sacred
1: experience of my life and it changed who I was as a person. And
2: I, I will never be the same. Wow. Well,
0: Amber, that's huge. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's a powerful testimony.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I am so grateful that, um,
1: that he answered my prayer. Um because like i said i I didn't deserve it, and I still don't deserve none of us do yeah none of none of us do none
2: of us deserve the atonement the his his redemption for us, and that's exactly what
1: he did he redeemed me, and um it absolutely it absolutely changed my life, and i'm just i'm beyond grateful, um, that he, he took that from me and, um, you know, God, God had a plan. So even, even with that hang in there blessing, um, you know, I, it it was God's plan that, that, that helped me make it through and believing in that plan. And, um, you know, he, that the, the testimony that I, that I got from that, um, you know, it will, it will stay with me for the rest of my life. And, um, and that's, that's what I love about our
2: savior is that he is so personal. He, he would have done that for
1: anyone. Anyway, I am no one, you know, I'm nobody special. Um, But he, he would do that for anyone. And I know he, he does every single day. He performs miracles on this earth every single day. Um, We just don't hear about him. I would love to hear about him, (laughs) but um, yeah, he, he's amazing. He's wonderful. He's our best friend. Um, He pulled me from the trenches at a, at a time when I was at my deepest, darkest moment in my entire life. And, and I know that, you know, if someone's listening to this and you're struggling, just know that the Savior sees you. He knows you. He knows who you are. He knows your name. He is so keenly aware of every problem that you face and he loves you. And it is it is an unmatched compassion. Um, his love is overwhelming. And he, it's just this, this peace that he has. He truly is the Prince of peace. And he gave me that peace that I had not felt in honestly years. It wasn't a peace from, you know, it was a different peace that in meditation, um, Sorry. I don't know. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Um, that was, I'm on my phone. So sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a, you know, there's a little bit of peace that comes from meditation, um, or, you know, there's peace in the scriptures, which, you know, that's along the same lines as, as the peace that comes from Christ. Um, but that his peace is the most amazing Peace that you will ever feel in your entire life, um, and I, like I said, I'm just I am so grateful for that experience and that it changed me um, from the person that I once was into
2: who he wanted me to be.
0: Yeah. Well, I have so uh, I have so appreciated this. Interview. I know that we've taken a lot of your time. Um, oh no, you're fine. Give us just a, a two-minute summary of okay. So you have this unbelievable the the piece that passeth understanding experience. Yeah. Take it from there until today.
2: Um
1: it, I mean, like I I don't want to sound like a broker knocker, but um it has completely changed my life. Um it so like the next day after that happened um I I mean I started praying again I thanked Christ for being my savior um I took every single new age item every book every tarot card every crystal every necklace piece of jewelry everything that I could find and I walked it out to the dumpster and I threw it all the way. Um, I got it all out of my house. Um, and then I just started moving on with my life. Um, my mom brought me back to church. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't like a walk in the park, you know, um, they, the, the demonic oppression, uh, I mean, there, there there's still moments, you know, of of warfare I mean but we all face it whether you realize it or not you face it um and it you know it comes and goes um but I started going back to church I was welcomed into a wonderful ward family um who you know with open arms um I told I've told a lot of people about what happened everyone has been so kind and so just non-judgmental um, not like, Hey, Oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, but like, wow, like your story can help other people struggling, you know, with this new age thought or this belief that Satan doesn't exist or, um, let, you know, like you said, whatever they're struggling with to identify that spiritual aspect of that struggle and to hit it hard with, you know, God's word with truth. Um. And so, yeah, like I, I said, I started going back to church, um, the repentance process, uh, taking the sacrament. Um, it was praise and worship music, you know, Mormon tabernacle choir, um, Christian music, uh, 24 seven at my house all the time in the car, um, you know, and if it wasn't on the radio or on my phone, I was singing it. Um, and then I started; I felt led to start a blog um, a year later in 2018 called "Return to Christ." Um, so it's really similar to your platform, and I love that. Um, What's and,
0: the address? What's the address of the blog, or is the blog still active? Still- it
1: is. It is still. It is still active. Um, it stop. is called. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, just
0: asking for the URL.
1: uh, It is www.return and then the number two and then christ.com. Um, and that so I started delving into I just hit the Bible like hard, like I have never done in my whole life. And I learned so much, and I still haven't read the whole Bible. Don't don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect. You know, it's it's huge. Um, but I started writing, um, about certain like experiences that I've had or, um, stories in the Bible, just insights, um, that maybe I felt I had, um, and doing blog posts about that. Um, and so there's, I, that was five years ago. Um, I probably, I think there's like two, maybe 200 entries on there. Um, I haven't written in a while, (laughs) but, um, but I, I mean, I cover all kinds of topics that I had personal experience struggling with, or maybe a family or friend had, um, experience with, um, and then, you know, and some of them are just short, just little, you know, work for the day. Um, and then I also started, um, my return to Christ Instagram page, um, which is, uh, Bible verses. It's non-denominational. Um, and so I have people from all walks of life. Um, and it's, so it's so fun. I love it because it's so fun. I have, I have a guy in Florida and he has his own, um, pizza shop and he preaches the Bible in his pizza shop. And it's, it's so cool anyway. Anyway, so right. I digress, but, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, there's that on my Instagram. So that, uh, if you want to, find me on Instagram. That's my return to Christ. And it's just return period. And then T O period Christ. Um, that's on Instagram. And then I also started just recently, and that's how you found me. Um, hope, praise, love, which, um, is LDS centered. Um, so daily devotionals, um, LDS. So, um, book of Mormon scriptures or general conference talk quotes, just anything um, from the LDS genre to brighten your day. Um, and hope, praise, love comes from the song Scatter Sunshine. So there's sunshine in my soul today and hope and praise and love. Um, so that's that's that one. I also um started songwriting. So that is um kind of a new hobby of mine. And I have a song submitted to the church um, for the song competition, the the new hymnal. Um, yes, but they got like 17,000 entries. Um, yeah. So (laughs) fingers crossed, but either way I'm fine.
2: (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's fantastic.
1: Oh, thank you so much. So it's just, um, it's been a lot and I, I'm so, I'm so grateful for it. And I just, i know that people my my word families probably um bless their hearts i i bear my testimony a lot <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> okay. so um but yeah any any time i can preach jesus to anybody and help someone be saved from the pain that i went through i am more than happy to do that um and just help out wherever i can so that's just a little bit of of what I do but I'm I'm just so so grateful that um I found you you found me and I was able to talk to you today um do you have any any other questions or anything you want to talk about
0: No this has been so great I I so appreciate just your your authenticity and your willingness to share a, a tough spot in your life I mean that's the understatement of the century but <laughs> it's a really tough spot and and sharing that with all of us. So thank you so much. This is fantastic. And I, I love that you just want to shout it from the rooftops. That's, that's awesome.
2: I do.
1: I do. Thank Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's just, it is, it is part of who I am. And um, I'm just so grateful for the Savior's, um, his redemption and his power to change us. And, Um, so if you're struggling, like I said, don't give up, don't give up, don't give in. Um, your life will turn around. He, you know, cast your cares on him because he cares for you and he can, he can, in, in, in the blink of an eye, he can change your life and turn it into something more than you ever thought possible. So I just, I just want to leave that with you. Um, and. I don't know if it's appropriate, but i like to say these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen.